All right, welcome back to the boys of 161st Street, episode 146. Today is July 15th, 2021 years after zero. So the Yankees get, uh, <laughs> the Yankees get, <laughs> tell them that's how it works. Yeah, well, it's the Yankees have <laughs> got their what a bad game. Intro. That was terrible. Their game has been canceled. <laughs> Due to COVID, we will get into that in a second. But I, I kind of teased this a little bit, my take on the Joey Gallo stuff before the podcast. I usually make clips out of stuff on the like that are, come from the podcast, but I recorded something impromptu because I wanted to get my take out there. And nice little humble brag on yourself there. No, but the Gallo rumors have been happening. They've been out and about. So initially it was reported that Joel Sherman said that uh, the Yankees were interested in, but then... Jeff Passan said that we are in talks with acquiring Joey Gallo. So I think that'd be a good thing to talk about at the top of the show here. Uh, you guys kind of know my take. So I, I'll, let me let me at least defend my take at first because I only gave you guys a little bit of a snippet of 30 seconds worth of what my uh, my thoughts were immediately when it was happening about my, about Joey Gallo. So obviously, like I said, I think it's going to be more of the same. We definitely don't need Joey Gallo. He's exactly what this team does and why we are the way we are and why we are a bad team. Uh, home runner bust is not something that we need more of. Obviously, you know, Joey Gallo is a good player in every other sense of the word. He's a great defender. He's a big fucking dude. He's a lefty, which is one of the pieces. Like, if we could take Stanton and make him a lefty, that makes him immediately better and makes that trade a little bit like not as bad, so that's a good thing going for him. And you know he leads the league in walks. His his saber metrics. If you look at Baseball Savant, jump off the page. He obviously strikes out a lot, which this team has a lot of. But I almost said I want Gallo just because I want the Yankees to make a move. And I've been saying that on this show for a while now. I've been saying, just prove to me, just prove to me that you care enough to make a move. That's what it is to me. Because obviously it would make more sense to get, you know, a pitcher. Uh, I don't think we're going to get Trevor Story, but, you know, getting a Trevor Story or something, like other other areas of need than getting another guy who strikes out a bunch and hits a ton of home runs. I think at this point I'm so in the I don't give a fuck mindset that just, like, give me something. And I made the reference to being addicted to drugs. And I was saying because it's just, like, it would feel good for a fucking second to get Joey Gallo. And then obviously at the end of the year, we would look at it and be like, wow, this is just a, just a dumb signing. Why did we do that? What it just, it's like that meme when Cashman was like going for pitching and it's like the guy sweating when he choosing between two buttons, like yeah. go for pitching or go for more home runs. And he's like, I don't know what to do. And then his eyes are crossed, whatever the fuck. That's kind of my mentality. I don't know where you guys stand with it, especially now that this Gallo stuff has started to, Catch a little bit of a little fire since I've talked about it. Did you? Yeah, yeah. You put it into um, into the world. That's what's happening. Since you talked, then it became real. 
but that's kind I, of been the way this whole year has been. I mean, I, I kind I of, I kind of put spoke into existence the Darren O'Day. Not, not kind of, I did, did early on. Kluber, we spoke into existence. But my, this is my the next one. Is, as long as that's not the only move, I love it. I mean, the dude's got a 923 OPS. He's a 153 OPS plus, and he's got a four war. Nobody else on the team outside of like Judge is doing stuff like that. He plays. He's won a Gold Glove in the outfield. Who do we have in the outfield that is actually reliable other than Judge? You, you're going to tell me that Brett Gardner, our only left-handed hitter outside of fucking uh, uh, Odor. Sorry, I forgot his fucking name because he plays that little. He is a great hype man, though. But, I mean, come on. Like, you get a gold glove outfielder that hits from the left side. It, what else could you want? To be fair, yeah. he won the gold glove over Clint. Yeah, but so, he's still a plus fielder, though, regardless. No, he's, he's he actually he actually deserved to win that gold glove. I'm just saying just, he went against Clint, which is but I, I, <laughs> the, I, I the do worst think, defender in the MLB. Yeah, but he's but I, also he's been up there in gold glove. I think he might have won, too, actually. But could've. he's been up there every year that he's been up there. Like I and he he gets on base. It's not just strikeout or home run. He gets on base. I think he's in the mid three hundreds, almost a four hundred on base. Like nobody else on the team's fucking doing that. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, yes, he strikes out a lot, and yes, every time he strikes out, it's going to be a spotlight on it because that's what the team already does. But he brings a whole new dynamic to the game by drawing walks by giving us a left-handed bat to take advantage of it. Not that he needs it because he hits the ball 700 fucking feet, but his normal flyout could be a home run there. Yeah, and like, here's one saying. thing too. And I am the poster boy for not wanting a player like this. That's been my my, my mantra has been, I want to hit the bone to small ball, all that stuff. But when you've got a guy like Joey Gallo, who's potentially, he's, what is he, 27? Yeah, he's still, I don't really, know. he's still really young. But you were saying the walks thing. You still have that three was, years that was him, control too. Yeah, that was him... On and I think he has a team friendly deal, if I'm not mistaken. Damn, want to yeah, look I mean, up his he, contract? No, he, hasn't, he, he hasn't even hit a uh, contract yet. So it'd be a perfect move. That's why I think I it, mean, it would take probably. This year. Yeah, it would take probably a lot in terms of prospects to give up because his contract is so friendly and he, he has the control. Six mil this year, exactly. So, but you mentioned the walks, and I think it's something interesting to note that he has that high of a walk numbers on a team like Texas that doesn't have a lot of people helping him out like the, he's, he's not he's they could p- easily pitch around him because he doesn't have much people protecting him in the lineup then you take him and you sandwich him since he's a lefty in between guys like judge and Stanton. now you have i mean that is quite possibly the scariest three batters maybe ever to play the game because we were talking about that with gary gary still in that conversation Voigt still in that conversation but like isolated those three players i have i don't think there are three bigger power hitters that have ever hit back to back to back to back that was almost like the conversation we were going to have if we got you know bryce harper that when we talked about that way back in the day how crazy it would be to have that lefty power bat elite hitter sandwich in between judge and sen and they have been toying with the whole thing of like you know Putting Stanton and Judge back to back hasn't really been the everyday thing. This could be the the bona fide everyday two, three, four in the lineup. DJ, I mean, we forgot about DJ too. So those four in a lineup, yeah, DJ are going to be. That that's why I think it would be so crazy. Is because here's the thing: we are talking, and I, I've seen other other people say that, you know, Joey Gallo his four WAR. I I, I I'm all set on getting. 
the team from 86 wins to 88 wins, assuming that he'll have two war for the remainder of the way, whatever the fuck it is. And that doesn't really no, he's at sit four well. Already with, this year. I get it. I'm just okay. So 84 to 88. If, if the, somebody on Twitter said that, but I'm just saying that's not that's not the way I'm looking there. at it. That's not the way the way I'm looking at it is the lineup construction, which we've had multiple different lineups throughout the entire the last two three years. We have a one through four absolutely set in stone. It would be DJ Judge Gallo. Stanton, and then figure the fucking rest out after that void, whatever. I don't care, but at least we have those ones. And in a wild card game, in a playoff series, those four are going to put up runs, something that we haven't been able to do. And you can't pitch around them because what are you going to pitch around Joey Gallo? You have Stanton up next. Like it, it, That would be absolutely insane. Yeah. My only question to you guys is, what sells me real quick before you go on to your question, what sells me even more is that it's not an automatic double play. Like when you have Stanton following judge and Stanton hits the ball on the ground. Yeah. He hits the absolute shit out of the ball, but he doesn't even run like Joey Gallo is in the second half of sprint speed. No, he's not fast. He's not a fucking burner, but he's like in the 54th percentile. So he's better than average, not by much, but he's better than average. He's not a guaranteed double play when he hits the ball on the ground. I love that. If you're going to be a power hitter in the middle of a lineup, don't be an automatic double play. That's, I mean, I feel like Agreed. that's a pretty reasonable ask. I, now, I, proceed with your question. I, what my I question to you guys was, I, I'm not the biggest watcher of Joey Gallo every single day. So I am asking as a, as a person who doesn't know a lot about his injury history, does he have injury history? Or what's the deal with that? Because that's, that, that's a big no-no to me. All right, so here, obviously. But post-injury, he's been lights out. So I think if I remember correctly, and if you're looking up, Damon, you can fact-check me, but if I remember correctly, he started off his career, was kind of meh, good, kind of hanging out. Then he got hurt, and then he came back, struggled for a minute, and then he's been one of the best players in the American his, League. His only, his only year where he was hurt was 2019. He had, you know, 2015, 2016, he, he entered the league. He was 21, 22 years old. He's probably just breaking through, getting a couple of bats each game. And then 2017, 2018 is when he really started to play. He played 145 and 148 games sequentially. And then 2019, he only played 70 games, which I, I'm assuming he got some injuries happen in that year. 2020, he only played... 57 games, but obviously it was a COVID year. And yeah, you, this year he's great. played pretty much every single game. He's played 84 games. So I guess that, that kind of answers questions where he has not had too many injuries so far. He's entering probably the prime of his year, prime of his career right now. And I think that I, I'm somebody who was pretty out on Joey Gallo in the beginning of the conversations because I too was like, oh, I don't want to fucking lefty bat who's going to strike out all the time. But then when you really start to look into it a little bit more, you kind of realize that one, let's, let's just take a look at his hitting stats so far this year. I mean, his batting average right now would be the fifth, fifth best on the Yankees right now. Uh, every, every starting player who's ever, ever started. So he'd have the fifth best uh, batting stat. average on the team. What? Interesting stat. And he would have the most RBIs and the most home runs on the team if he entered the Yankees right now. Dude, he hit 11 home runs in the 12 games leading up to the All-Star break. Yep, so he's got... Imagine what he could fucking do with 314 in right field. Yep, that so, too, I didn't even think about that. Oh, I did think about that, but I didn't mention that. 
So so Aaron Aaron Judge has leads the the Yankees with forty seven RBIs and twenty one home runs. Joey Gallo this year has twenty four. I think yeah, he has twenty four home runs and um, uh, fifty two RBIs. So first of all, he's an elite hitter, and he'd probably be the best hitter on this Yankees team right now, which is saying not saying a lot, but it's saying that we're not just getting another guy; we're getting someone who's probably going to be the best hitter on the Yankees team right now. Well, so, you you are comparing it to a struggling team, so I, right, right. But, but I just I just half, said though, yeah. yeah, he could he could he would have been for the first half. But and I'm he, saying he has, like everyone's he has the, the firepower to be that in the second half as but well. I'm saying everyone's like bitching about how we're getting another lefty bat who's going to strike out all the time. He would be the best hitter on our team right now if he if he entered if he got on the Yankees. What's his? He's uh, also never lived up to his potential. Like he's a two forty hitter. Career. Uh, career. No career. He's a two thirteen, but this year he's batting two forty. See, I mean, he's that, never this, lived he's... up to his potential, though. That's the thing is, he was like the third prospect in baseball. He was supposed to be a two seventy, two eighty hitter. Like you have to believe he's still twenty seven. He's entering his prime. That's still got to be in the tank somewhere. And if you're moving to a new place that's a more hitter friendly ballpark, like you have to believe that there's a little bit left to. Yeah. And then on top of everything else, he's not going to go down. He can only get better. Yeah. Moving there. And then on top of everything else, he will be our second best outfielder. That's the biggest no, thing to our, me. He would be our best outfielder. By nah, far. you think he's better than he's Judge? A better fiel- he's a better fielder than Judge. Uh, he's debatable. a damn good Agree fielder. to disagree there. Either way, he well, would be he's a, he'd not be a... scared to play either. Like All right, Judge, whatever. Yeah, I don't really Judge care. It's 1A, 1B. I mean, that's a huge thing to care about. He, he would the outfield's be... fucking terrible. You want him or Miguel Andahar? No, that's not what I'm that's saying. Not, I'm the, saying if, the... who, I don't care who's better out of the two. We're getting... They are the top two. I don't give a fuck He He would be the second best. He'd be the top two outfielder on our team without any doubt in my mind and he would be an everyday outfielder that we could count on defensively and this year so far he would essentially be the best hitter statistically on our team which again is not saying a ton but entering a a, a struggling Yankees team he'd be the best hitter that's yeah. just that's just a fact I'm just looking at it from the perspective of matchups in the playoffs if we inevitably do make the playoffs and just dude I I want to get back to to being that that scary team. He's definitely a step in the right direction. I think we we said it at the top that I don't want it to be the only move, and I think it's not going to be. I think can't be. I think honestly, this this break has been good because I've I've had time to gather my thoughts, and I'm quite sure the people in the front office have also had time to assess so. the front first half of this year and realize that we really aren't that far out of the playoffs. We're, I think we're still what is it three and a half out of the second wild card. Oh, that can change in a fucking week. We've seen that. We could be in the wild card. I mean, the athletics could go fucking cold. Other teams that we're fucking in the race against is the Mariners, the Angels, like Indians. We know those teams aren't as good as we are. Hopefully we turn it around and maybe that maybe making these moves. I even said before, making moves just to make moves would be stupid and be bad for our future. But I on the on the one hand, if we do make a move like this and we shake up the lineup like that, and you get new fresh blood in the lineup, Like maybe that's what we need to just be like, yo, the upper management believes in us to go out and buy. Maybe that's something that turns us around because not everybody doesn't just buy. You only buy just when you you believe in the team that they can win. So maybe that helps a little yeah. bit too. And just the new blood. And 
that could be it. I mean, if, if we get Gallo and some other pieces, I mean, we are the Yankees after all. Why not fucking go after it and make the fully functional Death Star just happen right now? I think that's enough Gallo talk because it's I all here saying until then. You have another trade you want to talk about? I have a trade that kind of a hypothetical, you know, if you wanted to switch something up and you really wanted to go out and we've talked about trading Glaber. <clears throat> the Cubs are sellers. They've lost 11 straight games heading into the all-star break. I think selling him, I think I may have talked about this before, but I think selling him to the Cubs to get like a Hendricks and either a Chris Bryan or an Anthony Rizzo makes so much sense. They developed him. If there's one team in the league that's going to buy low on him, like say what you want. I still think he's going to bounce back and be a successful major leaguer. But if there's one team that's going to buy low on him, it's got to be the Cubs, right? And they have pieces you need. You need a starting pitcher. And Kyle Hendricks, his advanced stats don't show it, because but they have in his whole career. And he's done it in the postseason. He's got a 3-1-2 ERA in the postseason. He threw damn near a shutout against the Indians. Guess what? We face the Indians almost every postseason in the World Series. That's true. So he's done it in the postseason. He's done it in the World Series. And if you have to give up a Glaber, that's fine. Go out and make another move. We said we need another move anyway. Go out and either get a story or package it to bring back Chris Bryant. And then you can slide Chris Bryant into third and move Gio to short. There's so many ways to work that. I think it just makes too much sense. I'm game. I mean, we definitely need a pitcher. So that's, that's obvious. Um, the only you're talking about Hendricks, right? Yeah. The only he, knock on this scenario is that Chris Bryant, if you were to go that route, a right-handed hitter, but he's a completely different right-handed hitter than what we have. I've, so. I've, I've now that the Cubs have become sellers and before we recorded this, Jock Peterson was just sent. So hopefully this trade deadline gets exciting. And honestly, Yankees, if you're listening, if anybody in the Yankees organization that has any say whatsoever, just fucking make a move. Do it now. Don't wait to the fucking deadline because everybody knows, like, once you're at the deadline and, like, your back's against the wall, everybody knows you're you're desperate, so you're, you're going to have to pay extra. We're going to have to pay extra anyway because we're the Yankees and we look like shit, so we, we do look desperate. But the longer you wait, I feel like the worse it's going to get for us in terms of the price we have to pay. And it's obvious we need to fucking get something, so why are we waiting? Yeah. I want something. Jock Peterson just went. So the, the, the ice has been broken. Make a move. Right fucking now, do it. I want to wake up tomorrow and have Joey Gallo on the team or have somebody on the team that isn't just a Tim LeCastro-like move. Make a big splash right now and then find some other things to fall into place. Get the fans excited too because that's another big part of it Get too. Get the team excited as Get well. Get the team excited. I said like bringing in new blood could and having the ownership care about you and and show that they, they, they believe in you. But like... I don't even. I was gonna go to the game tonight if if it wasn't COVIDed out or whatever you want to call it, but I almost didn't want to because it's just not exciting. This team has been dead for the longest time. Every fan is gonna. They haven't even sold out a fucking crowd aside from that that no, Mets. So I don't even think they sold that out, and that was on no. the fourth of July too. But like, like just get the fans house. back into it too. Make a make a move right now. I don't know why they're waiting. The um, did you guys see? Um... Hear Chris Bryant's mic'd up when he, at the yeah. All Star game. I love Chris Bryant. He's one of my favorite. Yeah. He probably is my favorite player in the game. That's not a Yankee. But did you so. did you hear? Well, first of all, mine is Trey Turner. For, first of all, I think the interesting thing about Chris Bryant was that if, for those of you who have not been keeping up with the Cubs, and I haven't either, but I recently learned when he was playing in the All Star game that he's been playing like every position nowadays. Like yeah. he plays third base, short. He's been playing every outfield position, and the Cubs. Have been 
just been kind of like throwing him around everywhere, which is a huge value. Um, Did you hear that question problem. that he was That's asked by Joe saying. Buck? Well, he was like, like, I hate how these do you, fucking old heads in media. And he, well, he was like, how do, you, how do you stay focused when your team sucks or something He's like that? He's in the All-Star game enjoying his damn self, just having a blast, mic'd up, probably supposed to talk about like, hey, how's it been? Like every, everybody was asked another question. Like, oh, what's it like being next to Shoyo Otani? Like, Stop yeah, fucking yeah. sucking his dick. He's cool, whatever. But at every fucking time they ask the question, and Joe Buck is notoriously the worst at the All-Star game. We saw. Oh, I, uh, I put that video out there about Jeter telling him to basically to go kick rocks in the locker room. But that question that he was asked, he went up to him. He was like, not went up to him, but while he was mic'd up, I'm sure he was assuming like, hey, how was the All-Star game? Are you enjoying your time? How's Denver? What are you doing after this? Those fun questions just to fill the void. He was like, hey, uh, by the way, how's it, how's it feel being on a team that has lost 11 straight has now become yeah. com- has announced that they are sellers and you probably may not end up on in Chicago by the end of the year you may be in a different uniform. Yeah. I was like what why is that what you do right now? Why and is that what you, the, the, my man, send him a fucking DM if you bro, want to answer man, that question. But don't what? fucking you ask what, him though? on national television why he hates lose. Like it's just the most obvious almost rhetorical question like hey how's it how's it feel being on a shitty team? Dude, it's not, it wasn't even an interview. He was playing the outfield. He was in the middle of the yeah. game. Well, just ask him, like, hey, though? hey, what do this you see out why, there? This is why I want him in New York. Because how? look at how he handled he that He deflected question. it well, yeah. Well, no, he didn't just deflect it. He was like, I'm proud to wear the Cubs on my chest. How the fuck are you still proud to do that? They fucking booed you out of town. How, I mean, what, what else are you going to say, Chandler? Well, I know. I'm just saying he handled it well for being on the spot. Like, look at him and his track record and everything. They treat him like shit. They manipulated his service time. He won an MVP. They boo him off the field when he's fucking hurt. They hate him. They treat him like shit. Now they love him again because he's good again and everything like that. Like, like you know what? Hats off to you. If you can come out there and actually say that you're genuinely proud to wear the Cubs logo on your chest after how they've treated you, then fucking good for you. You should be a Yankee. Yeah. I don't know. I'd be interested to see where he goes. I think that that that'll be a big splash. I think yeah, he'll, be a big, he'll be a good, big trade piece. I like him. I like I, I like the versatility. I like. Even I'm always in. That's that's field. a huge part. I think that's he like said his favorite position is center field. Yeah, like a guy a guy like that. Um, just similar plays, to like a Cattell Marte. Play a bunch he plays of plays, well. Play a bunch of positions. He plays well in this like Yankees fucking shit show of a analytical driven lineup that we produce every day. It's like who's going to play where, and he's a guy that can kind of like. Here's a guy. Here's a guy that can just kind of like come out and just play anywhere, and that's huge. So while we're talking about a bunch of different free agents, I figure it's a good time to do my little "Would You Rather" segment. So I'm gonna come at you hot with a bunch of different, just like either ors, and you're gonna answer lightning fast. Which one would you rather? Everything about me is lightning fast. I'm so I don't know who wants to do this. Why don't I? Uh, I'm going to start with Chandler because you apparently are lightning fast. So let's put that to the test here. So Chandler, I'm going to come at you with a bunch right now. Okay. Just say who you like. Yep. I, I was able to sniff that one out. Yeah. Eight <laughs> you told me before. So would you prefer Gallo or Bryant? Mm, Gallo. Bryant or Starlin Marte? Starlin Marte. Starlin Marte or Cattell Marte? Cattell Marte. Brian or Cattell Marte? Cattell Marte. Okay. Reynolds or Adam Frazier? Reynolds. Reynolds or Cattell Marte? Reynolds. 
Wow, really? Mm-hmm. So, you, wait, have, you, have you said Cattell over I, everybody else until that? I took – so I was looking up or Reynolds today because I've seen all kinds of shit about him. I was like, okay, there's no fucking way a Pirates player is that good. Like, <laughs> I, was look, I was looking – just can't up, happen. Dude, he is fucking awesome. He's a switch hitter. He's 26. He's under con- team control for three or four more years. He's got a almost 160 OPS plus. He's a center fielder. He's fast. He's literally everything the Yankees are lacking. He's just not a sexy name. If he played for a bigger market and he had played longer, or if it, either or, or the combination of both, he would be the most coveted piece at the deadline. I don't even think they'll move him, and I don't think the Yankees. That was my question. I think it would cost too much. He is a true cornerstone to turn that team around. He's still young enough to do it. Why would they trade him? They won't. They might, but it's going to cost a fucking arm and a leg. Okay. So, uh, so basically my question to you before was like, you said, you said could tell Marte over everybody else basically. Yeah, I don't think we're going to get Cattell, but Cattell just because he's young. No, but I'm just saying that that shows how how much you want Reynolds. Reynolds Reynolds or Bryant? Uh, Reynolds. Reynolds or Gallo? Reynolds. Okay. Yeah. How about Gibson or Barrios? Barrios. Barrios or Hendricks? Mm, Hendricks. Hendricks or Gibson? Hendricks. So what we've sniffed out here is that you want Hendricks and you want Brian Reynolds. Those are the two moves you want if you could do anything. I think those are two entirely, maybe not so much the Reynolds part, but uh, I think Gibson and and any of those other names that I kind of said uh, could not it could be in the cards for Hendrix. For the I want solely because our window with this core isn't going to be like it is forever. If you're go- if you really and truly, if you're the management and you can sit down and look yourself in the eye and say this is the core that's going to take you to the World Series, you go out and you get a guy that can do it, like and he's proven to do it. Like Barrios has never done it on the big stage. Gibson's never done it on the big stage. Hendricks has done it and against a common opponent. Like I want that. And I like his game to play for Yankee stadium. He's got a 47% ground ball percentage. Hey, guess what? Yankee Sam gives up a lot of home runs. If you leave the ball on the ground, that's a good thing. I like that. So. He, he kind of just like places the ball. He doesn't blow it by you. I think he throws like 88 88. miles per hour, but he just fucking places it, and that's just his game, and I kind of love that. I love it because he's just always in like the bottom tier of all expected. Like if you look at his baseball savant, it's all like as blue as blue gets, (laughs) and then he's always good. So I don't know. Like if that was a one- or two-year trend, I'd be like, oh, yeah, this guy's just due to blow up, but it's every year, and he just does great, so. I'm sold. Isn't that, that kind of isn't that kind of what Kyle Gibson is too? I honestly haven't looked that much into Kyle Gibson. I just I know, know Hendricks, and I know Hendricks has been floated around for the Yankees for like three years now, and obviously they like him, and obviously somebody sees something outside of just me. So go fucking do it. If you're gonna keep floating it around, now's the time. Go fucking do it and bring him here. I'd rather him than Barrios. Sure. I don't really want Barrios. Barrios has been that guy that he's just a big name, and I feel like Hendricks is it will Hendricks will go out and just get it done for you. Barrios is it would be a big splash name wise, and then he just says he just to me yeah, seems like one that just, is more inclined to not pan out. But like the Yankees, be like yeah, we tried. Bust. 
because everybody's yeah. going to expect more than what he is. Bless you. Cal goes not real hard. Well, I was just trying to be nice. So Thank you. I want to bring back Tanaka, to be honest. I don't know how that. I don't know how that. I don't know how that works with the contract. Send to the Golden Eagles. Yeah, I don't know how that works with the contract. How they can just get out of that big. over there. He's on the sun. No, that's what I'm saying. Get him off the sun and send him to the fucking Japan League. Who did we take off the sun last week? Sessa. Sessa came off the sun and we sent up. Who did we send up? Justin Wilson. Yeah, Justin Wilson. Do we have it? Are we? Let's let's reassess this. So, Sun Watch. Currently on the sun, burning up, is Ford, Krisky, not Sessa. Mike Ford. Mike, I said Ford, and oh. we just put up Wilson. Wilson is Peralta. Wandy yeah, right, also up there. Are we? That's, there's four up there right now. So you who would be a fun little thing we should do one day, like next week or something. We should do a anti All Star draft. Like, <laughs> Around everybody the league, should, yeah, everybody should come up with their worst. Didn't we think about doing like a all time? We thought worst about doing Yankees an all time worst Yankees draft would be yeah. a lot of fun. I think an anti all star draft would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, if this COVID shit lasts, we don't have anything to talk about on Monday. I'm just saying. Speaking of the COVID shit, so Judge has COVID. So I picture obviously he got it in in uh, the All Star game. So the All Star game has a representative from every single team. This has potential in my mind to. I, I don't really think it, this is true. I, I think, you know, we beat COVID, whatever. I'm vaccinated. A lot of people are vaccinated. Um, I think this would be funny if, since there was a representative from every single team, that obviously everybody just returned from the All-Star game from Denver. So everyone individually just went in and spread that COVID that they got. So I'm just picturing a little bit of a Pepe Silvia map where who did Judge talk to? Let's just maybe we do this off air right now and find and just make that little bit of a crime scene map. Just like, okay, we saw Judge talking to Kyle Gibson on camera. That means the Texas Rangers are going to have their game, they're going to suspend their game tomorrow. And I know he was definitely talking to Vladdy at one point, and they're not going to play their game. It's just like, it's going to happen. Unfortunately, well, it's they spiral out of control. But a really... couple other people in COVID protocol that he like talked to, talked to. So at least now we know that Nestor Cortez and Judge are boys. Dude, first first I... guy off the plane, he was dapping up Nestor Cortez because Nestor Cortez has has who else is on the COVID IL? Um, Liziga, Higgy, uh, Geo, Higgy. So now we know Judge is boys because none of those guys. I mean, did Garrett Cole get it? No, I hope not because he was in. On the flight, pro- I'm assuming. I mean, you saw the commercial where Judge yeah, was, was, talk- was doing Mad Libs with Judge, so I think he would have gotten it in the car there. Dude, I want Nestor Cortez to come on the show so bad. I do, but too. The in- I know we're, the, the interesting thing about Higgy is that Sanchez could potentially catch Cole his next start. So, I mean, if the game tomorrow, hopefully that happens. And- also, I mean, for- would Cole be the pitcher tomorrow? That's what I'm asking. Like, no. why, why isn't Cole pitching? So let me actually. I've been six days because I said something about that on Twitter, and everybody was so fucking butthurt. They're like, Give "Oh my rest. god, he threw a hundred and thirty pitches!" Like, hey, dickheads, it's normal rest for him, and he's the fucking three hundred twenty-four million dollar pitcher. Why would you not want to come out? It's been six days, these? dude. Yeah, why would you not? Well, now come for out? sure, I don't. I don't know why not start him tomorrow, dude. It's the second half. Like your season's on the line right now, whether you want to admit it or not. This next stretch of fifteen games. 
defines like what your team looks like going forward. Yeah. If you shit the bed here, you're sellers. Like, why would you not want to come out with a bang and put out the guy who just slapped his fucking testicles on the <laughs> Astros' forehead? Well, like, we we just we just came off of the worst loss of the season, entering the All Star break. We're again. starting momentum right back up. We're starting the second half of the season against our division rival. Who? Dude, can you stop throwing up? Yeah, it's really. I'm ready to throw if they want me to. You're gonna break the TV for the audio only, folks. Check out the YouTube. Please don't. You're so you can see TV. what I'm doing. Yeah, Teaser. Well, we, 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 need to, we need to fucking start the season off, the second half of the season off with a bang, and we need him to come out and bang. set the momentum. Like, bang. why not fucking start him? I don't get it. Wish I had a bang sound. Is that uh, the gripe alert button is gone? Yeah. I have, to, I have to put it back. I just, we, we uploaded it. We re, I uploaded over it with the, uh, the trivia sound. That's fucked up. I'm going to put it back on there. But uh, I agree. I think... Now, especially now that today's game was canceled and we at least don't have to see Domingo Herman give up seven through three innings. Why not? Why not just pick up the momentum where we left it off? We left it off poorly, but start off the second half of the season off with a bang, and that's that. I hope we don't have a, a – I don't know if they announce when that game is going to be made up. I hope it's not a seven-inning doubleheader, but it's probably going to be that it's on Saturday or something. So expect that. Um well, actually, I don't know, because that. they do play the Red Sox a fuck ton this month, so they could... No, it'll probably be on there. Saturday, Eight doubleheader. Times. So Eight times in the next two weeks. Yeah, so on top of that, just, just to round out that um, COVID conversation, the COVID pushed them to... Well, they called up Ambergy before the COVID was announced. I think he just got called up because... I don't think he was called up because of the judge thing. I think he was just called up. So I think Ambergy will be on the roster after this but i think park was called up because of if the game were to happen today he would have been on the team for tonight and then just like kind of like a taxi squad what they used to do for covid last season yeah, probably for, he probably uh, was gonna Gio. get was gonna get sent down once the covid people the people who were on covid were it was probably for geo yeah so once geo inevitably came back off of COVID, the covid list he would probably be sent down so maybe park may not even get a chance to play if Gio is okay by tomorrow, I don't know how you know. I don't know how serious it is if they're going to be out for the two weeks that it used to be or whatever it may be. But I think that's why Park was called up, obviously. So if all the guys are back, he's going to be not really seen sometime. But I do think Ambergy was called up for for reasons other than COVID. I think he was called up on his own because we don't have merit. Outfield. No, I'm I'm excited for that too. He had a, I think. He had a three twelve batting average this year, and he's been he's been great in AAA. No, he's been good. that's what I'm saying. And not that we don't have an outfield because of COVID, because we have Brett Gardner starting every day and Tim LaCastro and yeah. Well, we're uh, oh yeah. Does, does anybody have Ambergris numbers pulled up? Uh, yeah, he um, because I know they were good, but he was batting. 312, so his slash line is 312, 379, 582, with seven home runs and 35 RBIs. So it's a 900-something, it's like a 960 OPS around there. Just Ish. quick, quick math for you. Ish. But uh, in other news, in, call, in terms of call-ups, team we're playing right now, they called up Jaron Duran. Uh, Jaron Duran, look, he's one of their top prospects, and he is an outfielder. Looks absolutely yoked. Chandler, did you have his stats pulled up for the minors this year? Career this year. Both. 
if you have him. This year, he's hitting 270, 15 bombs. Jesus Christ. 32 RBIs, 12 stolen bases, 926 OPS. <clears throat> and then for his career in the minors, he's got 312. No fucking way he only has 23 home runs and 15 of them are this year. But sorry, the cat's freaking out. But either way, it's pretty damn good. And he's yoked. I've heard he, he was a yoked. fucking stud for a long time. Damon was I, uh, saying before we got on the air, he does look like that classic Boston guy. He's such a just Boston from that guy. picture. And I, I hate don't, that. I don't have it pulled up right now, but everybody has probably seen the picture. The Carabas was creaming his pants. That it was Jaron Duran's season, and I, I'm interested to see what this kid's made of. He does look exactly like that. I mean, he's got the he's got the flow. He's got like the the sleeve tattoo on one arm. It's just... I thought for a second that was Derek Dietrich when yeah, I, when I first just, yeah. saw it. So. He's very to Dietrich, Derek Dietrich for uh, making another team. He's just congrats fucking... to you, changing your name to He's Jaron Duran. Classic Boston guy, I'm mean, gonna hate for years. Speaking of people we hate or newly hate, Clint Frazier got uh, he got married. <laughs> like that segue. So Clint Frazier got uh, he, he proposed to his wife. I think she said yes. Damon thought it was at a, a bar that we've been to before, but that bar shut down. So. Clint's not cool enough to know where that bar is. So secret spot, secret spot, it's not, not secret that secret at all. At all. Um, but maybe him being engaged will uh, make him not suck. Maybe oh, who knows? Maybe his his he just, his mind was so cluttered with the <laughs> the, the, the proposal that he couldn't think he about hitting a curveball. No, he couldn't see. That was his problem. <laughs> he couldn't see, so he couldn't see because he's blinded. Did you, by did the you actually did you love. actually see what they said? Like actually, the report. Oh, because he had the thing. No, no. The first they thought it was vertigo. He doesn't have vertigo. No, they said they first said like had a headache. They first said it was vertigo, and then they're like, "No, we don't know what it is. We're going to go test his eyes and see what the problem is." And then that's the last we've heard. So they are trying to figure out what's wrong with his eyesight. Sounds like somebody just can't fucking figure it out and need an excuse to sit. Sounds like bullshit. That's what it sounds like. (laughs) I agree. I'm gonna, I'm gonna regret saying love. that immediately because they're gonna come back and be like, "Oh, he has you know this like rare eye thing that yeah. allows him not to be able to see in depth and yeah. can't hit a curveball." Yeah, it's, yeah, Cliff Frazier <laughs> is going to lose his eyesight by age 29. Yeah, not and Damon like Romeo just called him out for sucking because of yeah, it. Yeah, the boys of 164th Street <laughs> hate people with ocular fucking and, and that would be spun into gonna, the boys yeah, of 161st Street. Spit on puppies. <laughs> they hate life. Uh, uh, fun times. Boy. It's funny the progression of how how far <laughs> well, with with the way this podcast is spun out of control right now. Shout out to you guys if you're still listening to us. Thirty eight minutes into this podcast, talking about spitting on puppies, but um, <laughs> it's funny the progression of how much we loved Clint Frazier and we're the biggest Clint Frazier pod to I think it's just a testament to how bad he's been I still support the guy I still support the guy too but we've all shunned him you shunned him first but it's just funny to see how how across the board all of us are like yeah fuck that guy I shunned him until he hit 220 he's still hitting 220 Uh, so no he was under 200 also on one hand like I feel bad for him because the Yankees did kind of fuck him but they they definitely fucked him up no well on the other hand let's like get over yourself and fucking do what you can with your thing. You you shouldn't, it shouldn't be that big of a fucking issue. You finally got your chance this year. Don't suck. Like, so I think that's a good chance. segue from you Chandler. So there was a, we were going to do rounding thirds. I don't have the sound queued up, but the first rounding third was actually about that. So why don't we get right into that 
Running thirds, we've been doing it this way versus instead of bringing us your our takes, we've been t- asking for your guys' takes, and we're going to buy or sell those. Call you safer out, which is our version of buy or sell. If you were tuning in for the first time, that's what we do around here. So the takes that we asked for from you guys, the first one that I was saying was the Yankees are ruining Clint Frazier. And that, I'll take this one. And I think you already answered it, Chandler. I, I was with you at first. And I think they did they did start that whole thing. Like, yeah, they ruined Clint Frazier in the beginning. But I think now at this point, he's just ruining himself. He's get, He got the opportunities this year. And that's been the main thing why they were ruining Clint Frazier, so to speak. He would, they were sending him down, doing all those things. And maybe that permanently fucked him up at the beginning. But this season, they gave him the opportunities. And he just didn't produce. So I think and if you look at it from a lens of this year, I wouldn't say that the Yankees ruined Clint Frazier. I think he ruined himself, but I think maybe it had ripple effects from the beginning of when they, when they day in and day out ruined Clint Frazier by sending him up and down, but maybe they were seeing what we're seeing now and him just not performing well and being the worst defender. Clint Frazier was ruined in 2019 when he got sent down on the next man up team, when he was leading the team in like every batting category and they sent him. Yep. That was was the exact moment. You're right. That was the death of Clint Frazier. Yep. I'm going to look up right now. I think his bio still says Scranton Rail Riders. That'd be such a savage move. Clint Frey. Dude, I'm telling you, that was the day it happened. He was saying like It still says Scranton Rail Riders. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> and he's he knows, following seven he knows people. what he's doing, too. Like, that's not an accident. Yeah, he's following seven people. He's following Judge. He's following Daniel Milligan, who follows us. Wow. That's pretty cool. I don't know who uh, that guy is, Cl- but he follows Maybe we can get Clint on to... Uh, through him. Through Daniel. We just talked so much shit about him, too, so I don't know if Daniel's <laughs> listening to this and relays it to Clint. He's following Mike Studd, Nice Kicks, his now wife or fiance, Corey Schaefer, and Austin May. Seven people. Well, if I'm on his team, if I'm like Tyler Wade, those guys are boys. Like, you don't even follow me? What the fuck is that about? I don't yeah, know. Uh, Enough of this stupid conversation. Let's get into the rest of the rounding thirds. Um, next one. Yankees will catch fire and get the number one seed. By the way, we aren't as far back as it feels like. Chandler, what do you think? Damon, what do you think? Chandler left. What was the question? <laughs> Yankees will catch fire and get the number one seed. One seed of what? Of the of the whole the whole of the AL, division? The AL. Uh, I don't know about that. Chandler's back. I sorry, sorry. I I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no. Um, I I said it before in the last podcast. I was like, I think it's time to, you know, be realistic in terms of if we're gonna make the playoffs, how we're gonna make those make the playoffs, and realistically, it's gonna be a wild card spot. I think that if we're gonna win the division, yeah, I think before the All Star break, we were like. We'd have to have the best second half any team's ever had, which, again, is not impossible. It's just very unlikely. So I think if we're going to make a playoff spot, it's going to be a wild card spot. And so I, I don't think that we're going to be really in the AL East. Chandler, you buying or selling that? There's a 0% chance that we're going to be winning the AL East. Sorry. Okay. Zero. Next take. Uh, Yanks make a big trade at the deadline. Come out of the gates hot. Take the six. Take six of eight against the Red Sox. Chandler, no. 
As much as I would like that, I just don't see that happening. Let's break that into pieces. They go out and make a big trade of the deadline. You're buying or selling that? Uh, well, they play eight before the deadline. So What? They play eight games against the Red Sox. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like, so let's break it into pieces. Do you think the Yankees will make a big trade at the deadline? Oh, it just depends on the games against the Red Sox. I mean, if they... Just say yes or no right now. That, no. that, that built-in, basically, your assumption of how we're going to do against the Red Sox. You don't think they make a big move? No. I do. What do you think? I think they have to. So I think they are also. Yeah. Uh, Trey Ambergy will be an all-star next year. <laughs> uh, no. So. Haven't even seen the guy fucking touch the chalk in the batter's box in the majors. So you we'll know see. that they're just going to let their blind loyalty give the job back to Hicks, too, next year because he's a switch hitter. Of course. And so Hicks isn't playing that, baseball so. ever again. Uh, <laughs> next one, Araldis Chapman will not regain the closer role. Chandler, what do you think? I could, That, out of everyone, I could see that one the most. I don't see that happening. I think if he has one more good game, they're gonna give it back. They're gonna he's gonna be a starter for us of the year. Like well, one more good know. game, it's not like he's had a good one. Sorry, I meant to say one. No, no, I meant to say one one good outing. I guess would have been funny if he came in in the All Star game and blew that. Yeah, dude, that I was fully hilarious. expecting it. Like five two, Chavin comes in, just walks the bases loaded, and gives up a fucking grand slam. You know that's why they went to Hendricks instead of him. I mean, oh yeah, even cat. That that's just a little bit of a. A slap at at Chapman, like, dude, it's not only your team doesn't want to use you, but I'm not going to use you either. Like, I'm not gonna. I'm not. You I'm can't not make use me. you at an exhibition match. Yeah. yeah, I don't even care if we win or lose this game, but I'm not going to use you. So, just enough of the bullshit. You know, this isn't the end of me. Posts on social media. <laughs> Other managers know it too that you kind of have been stinking. Another interesting caveat or a wrench in this little situation with Chapman in this question is, I don't think this will happen, but what if we traded for Craig Kimbrell, who's having a fucking unbelievable year? I know we talked about this previously on the podcast, but Cubs are selling. They've already sold Jock Peterson off. He's going to be traded. That is, if, if you could trade anybody on the Cubs, I would say before Jock Peterson was even traded, my most likely person to be traded would be Craig Kimbrell because who couldn't who who doesn't want a closer? Contenders all could use a closer, whether it be for their actual closer or for another setup guy or somebody in the bullpen. That's the most obvious person that gets dealt to the deadline. Over Chris Bryant, over Javi Baez, over any of these other guys, Rizzo. All, I think he would be the first to go, I would have guessed, and I still think he would be the next to go. Um yeah, and I, I I think it'd be interesting. I don't I don't think necessarily I wouldn't expect the Yankees to go after him, but I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be fun that he was a prior Red Sox, and I think it wouldn't I wouldn't be upset if we got Craig Kimbrell because he's having such a crazy year and he's been there. He's done that in the playoffs. He's one of the best closers of all time. I mean, any any good any additional pitching fun. who any additional pitching is helpful. Like I, I will never say no additional pitching. Million dollars, he's not going to be. Well, I'm yeah. just saying, what if Chapman was in that deal? I don't know. That wouldn't make sense. But I'm just saying that'd be fun. Sevy comes back hot. That's from Jack Corey twelve. I forgot about Sevy to be honest. With you. Sure, hundred percent buy. I love Sevy. 
Yeah, he's come back with a vengeance. He's so cool. Jack, Jack Curry went off with these with these questions. He had a bunch. That was, those first two were also <laughs> him. <laughs> those, those first two were also him, but he had two more that I that I picked. Tim <laughs> Tim Lucastro will win the starting left field role. I'm selling that fa- <laughs> faster than anything. You know what? If they don't make a move, if the Yankees are sellers, Tim Lucastro will start the majority of the games in left field going down the stretch. If the Yankees get a big pitcher and then they they like you know they sell not sell but they get rid of top prospects for a pitcher then I think Lucastro is going to be a, the starting left fielder. There's big Timmy. It's your fucking outfield now. Yeah, like hey, we got no, we got no notes to trade away. Dreams game. Tim Lucastro is out in left field picking corn. Sure. I forgot about the field. And, dreams, unless unless Clint Frazier figures out how to see again. Clint Frazier is not going to be on this team. But if he figures out how to see the ball, then maybe I think Clint Frazier will be dealt at the deadline. I disagree. I think he has no value whatsoever, exactly. but I so think he's going to be. What? I don't really give a fuck anymore. It's going to be like semi-pro where they. Not, that's not even a loyalty thing. Like I just machine. don't think that they have any value. I don't think he has value. any value either. But I don't think he. It's always been a thing. Like, oh, why trade him now when he has such low value? It's at the point where I don't think his value will ever come up. So it's like trade him now before it continues to go down. Disagree. You know. Agree to disagree. I mean, he's I gave up on him. He is literally, I'm telling you, if there's ever a model to look at of what you can get for Clint Frazier, watch the movie Semi-Pro. He is Ed Monix. You'll get a Washington machine <laughs> for him. That's about it. There you go. Also, speaking of which, I kind of talked myself into the idea of letting Garrett Cole be a player, coach, owner. So I'd be cool that with that, too. Way. You talked me into that as well just by saying those words. Next one from Jack Curry again. Shout out to you, Jack. We love you. <laughs> Uh, DJ LeMay, who end the season hitting above 300. These are these these are good ones. When when we're asking for your your hot takes, these are Jack Corey Curry, whatever you want to call his his name is. This is a prime example of what we want. Realistic things that are we did ask for hot takes, but like these are good for the buyer sells. So Chandler, do you think he, DJ will finish the season above 300? Yes, 302. 302. Market. Check the tape. All right, I think that will do it unless I find another good one last second here for the hot takes. Good job talking. You know, uh, Clint Frazier still follows. He follows 14 people on Instagram, and one of them is Adam Adovino. Guess they were boys. How random Adam is that? Adam Adovino seems cool, I guess. Takes it just a lot seems of so weird. And Derek Dietrich. Although, did you see him like cussing out Otani the other night? Like he like got him to ground out or something. He was like telling him to go fuck himself or something while he's walking off the field. So, Who was? Oh, uh, Adovino. So, oh yeah, he was cursing out. Yeah, Otani. he got he, he got a <laughs> to ground out to the second baseman. It was like fucking following him down the first baseline, just dog cussing. It was like, what are you doing? Just so man? funny because like, you, Otani you probably didn't even fucking realize line. what he was saying. Otani's yeah, so no, he, innocent. It's so funny. I I, I saw something really funny about Otani. It was like. <laughs> The broadcasters talking about how you could be potentially the second coming of Babe Ruth and you're you're better than everybody and you could be better than Babe Ruth and are on track to be better and you're literally the face of baseball and then it cuts to what he's doing while they're talking about all those amazing accolades and he's just like balancing a baseball on his, on his inner on his inner elbow he's just like staring at it it was the funniest thing it's just it's hard not to love that guy I would I would give up the entire farm for Shohei Otani. I don't. I I, they're not getting rid of him, but I him. want him. I want him on the Yankees. I've officially. You can mark it on the tape as of July fifteenth, twenty twenty one. I officially unhate Shohei Otani. I will. Why did you un- hate him? 
because he stole Miggy's rookie of the year, and I Miggy uh, was my second favorite Yankee. I think in hindsight, looking back at this now, I'm very okay with giving him the rookie. Of the year. Yeah, I'm okay with it no, too. He did not. De- he did not deserve it. He did not deserve the rookie. That year he did not, but like looking back on it now, it's like you know you want to you want to look at this guy's career. You know, ten years on the road, having that rookie of the year to show for it doesn't it's, matter. It's a cool. rookie of the year is not a award for ten years down the road. He won it the minute he was right. Close. But you're looking at a, 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 a it's not his fault. But I still am upset about it. But yeah. I have unshunned him because he's so fucking awesome and fun to watch. He'll win the MVP. So. So a couple last things before we log off here. Uh, Odor changed his number from 18 to 12. Uh, I think this it's obvious what's happening here. Didi's coming back. I think Didi's coming Welcome back. Got to be. Welcome my night. Home my night. I would so. actually cry. That would never happen, but I'm, I would cry. So if, I, I, if Didi came back to the Yankees, I would quit my job tomorrow and move to New York and just sit there and just cry in my apartment. I'd be so happy. I love Didi more than I seems like a very productive child. thing to do. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if this means anything. I don't really know why he would do that. Maybe if, if he just here's, it's, it's just so weird because if he just changed it to change it, like, what are you, why are you doing that? Did, did somebody have 18 before when he joined the Yankees? No, so he just decided like, oh, if if it, if it was for not for a move for somebody coming on, one it has to be for somebody that would want eighteen and is good enough, who's better than Odor, which is a lot of people. That you know, you would take eighteen, like how Cole got it from Void. It's like a respect thing, like hey, you can have it. I don't really care about the number that much. Or he just fucking's like, ah, maybe if I'm number twelve, I'll be better. Was he twelve in? In Texas? I'll fact check it. It's just so weird. I don't know why he changed the number. And if he did change the number because somebody was coming on to the team, I have a list of every number 18 in baseball. So we could could potentially be getting Matt Adams. He was number 12. Okay, so maybe it was just a number that he he used to wear. But my question is, why didn't he pick that to begin with? If it wasn't... If it... there, there's no Did way somebody have 12 before. I don't know, but there's no way he has the inside scoop to be like, Oh, someone's coming. Wait, on the what team. number That's... was Tyler Wade? He was, uh... was he 12? There's a lot. Did Tyler Wade get DFA? Oh, he yeah. was 14. He was 14. Yeah. He I, was 14. Was... I don't know if somebody had 12. I'm maybe I'm just blanking on it, but it's just, it's so weird to me. So we're going to go operate under the assumption that, uh, we're making room for somebody who, uh, it where's number 18 and that could be Matt Adams from Colorado Jason Castro from Houston don't think that's the one Ben Gamble from Pittsburgh could say no to that one Brian Goodwin D.D. Gregorius I think would be a fun one uh, I think that's the answer Kesson Hura no Carson Kelly catcher potential from Arizona that could actually maybe make a little bit of sense probably not gonna happen um Kikuchi from Seattle, that could be a good one. He's an all-star pitcher. That actually could be one. Maybe Tanaka's coming back. Wow. That could be it. I think we just figured it out. It's either Didi or Tanaka. Tanaka was 18, right? Yeah. No. No, 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 no. Because Didi and uh, on the same team. How the hell could Tanaka and Didi be 18? I just said that out no, loud. he was... What the fuck number was 19. he? 19. 19. That's, that's what it was. Kenta, Ma- Kenta Maeda from Minnesota could also be him. There's a theme here. We're getting a Japanese ace. <laughs> <laughs> or Sho- Didi. Shohei Otani. Or, or Didi Gregor. He's not 18. <laughs> I know. Uh, 
Yeah, no. Carlos Martinez, another pitcher from St. Louis. He's obviously not coming. That's a Carlos winning Martinez team. Carlos Martinez is awesome. Yeah, but he's you know what? We're winning team. the World Series. I'm back on it. Now, this is all I need to see. The number changes. Let's get these possibilities. How about everybody in the Yankees changes their number? Drew Smiley, a pitcher on the Braves, Dude, who Drew apparently Smiley still plays. That's so weird that they, speaking of the Braves, that they got Jock Peterson. Like, you just lost your star player. You're playing really bad. You're in third place in your division. It's not. No, it's not okay, happening. The East sucks. They yeah, they could easily run it. That's true. They're I don't know without Acuna. Without they're Acuna, really I disagree. I mean, their staff is awesome. They got Ian Anderson and Freed and. Fuck Maybe they just wanted Jock Peterson just for like. Dude, they're only four the games behind. They're only four they're games four behind. Games I know, but they just lost Acuna. Like I know they lost a star player, but this ain't the year. You don't know, you that. Don't know that. Whatever. Look at their rotation. It's pretty good. Another fun little thing to sign off on this episode was uh, the game of baseball is hot in the streets. The uh, the All-Star game. And I, I kind of assumed this because when you look at the All-Star game versus the Pro Bowl versus uh, the NBA All-Star game, I'm a big baseball fan, but I feel like I'm a, I'm a big NFL fan as well. And the Pro Bowl, obviously, everybody fucking hates it. It's, like, useless. Also because... You don't want to get hurt in the Pro Bowl. So and and football is a sport where anybody gets hurt any given game. So you don't want to hit people hard. It's it's very much a game like a you cannot hit people hard. In baseball, I feel like it's hard to not try. Like you don't want to just get struck out by somebody. So as much as the game doesn't matter, it's still people are trying because it's it's baseball. Like you you're not going to lob it in cuz that's stupid. And it, you're not you don't risk that much injury playing in the game. So I think that's why it's more competitive and it's just fucking fun. But a, a cool stat that I saw was that the the game, which peaked at 8.9 million viewers from 9 to 9.15 p.m., comfortably outdrew the NBA All-Star game on TNT and TBS March, which was 5.9 million versus the 8.9, as well as the most recent Pro Bowl last year, which was 7.9 million. Baseball Sick. is not boring. People like baseball. So, the Yankees hopefully are playing tomorrow. Expect a doubleheader probably Saturday. I'm just assuming things. I don't know anything, but Yankees, I hope to wake up tomorrow and have Joey Gallo on the team or Didi Gregorius on the team, and I don't think I will be happy if neither of those things happen. Yeah. That'll do it for That'll me. That'll do it. It's so, going to happen. Let's play thank that, you guys for listening. Uh, if you aren't already, subscribe to the Bronx Pinstripes YouTube page. That's where these are streamed live. They're also streamed live on Twitter, but we like the, the YouTube. We're trying to build that up, so make sure you can, to subscribe there. And if you send us a screenshot to the highlighted circle on our Instagram page about Beat the Boys... You could play us in trivia. If you haven't heard that, go check it out. It was on an episode a couple of episodes ago. Uh, we played trivia against Steven G. That was a lot of fun. We're going to do those coming up. We did have a bunch of people enter, so we're going to pick who we're going to play against next, make the board. It was a lot of fun. So to enter into that, the rules, it, how, to, how to enter into that is in the highlights. I'm going to butcher right now. But basically, if you subscribe to the YouTube, show a screenshot of that, or leave us a five-star review on itunes that also will get you entered into there send those into the google form that's in the highlighted circle and that will get you 
playing Beat the Boys with us. And if you don't want to play Beat the Boys, you just want to subscribe to the YouTube and leave us a five-star review. That would be fucking sweet. And, uh, yeah, that will do it from us. If you want to leave us a voicemail, next episode on Tuesday will be a voicemail episode as well as regular talk. But uh, if you want to leave us a voicemail, 914-469-2168. Tell us where you're from and your name, and we will put you on the show if you, uh, if you say something worth putting on the show. Anyway, thank you guys, and we'll see you later. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.